Welcome to Cleaning Business Life. My name is Shannon Miller, and I am your host and founding member of Clean Freaks University. This show is sponsored by the Structure, Scale, and Profit Cleaning Business Academy, my signature program. And I'm also joined by my co-host, Kimberly Gonzalez, inventor extraordinaire of Pure Evergreen Cleaning Products. Kim, take it away. How are you? Besides burning cinnamon rolls this morning, how great. <laughs> it happens. Welcome to the ADHD brain. have to cook brain. over fire, right? <laughs> right. I'm like, good old ADHD brain. So yeah, like our house sinks like burnt cinnamon rolls. So um, this is my breakfast now. Yes, I did go to Ikea. Don't laugh at me. This is a horrible breakfast, people. I do not recommend eating Ikea cookies for breakfast. Sometimes you just have to live a little. <laughs> you know what? I took medicine. I got to take, I got to have food. But today, I guess we're talking about service areas. And this is a common question in our groups on what service areas to do. How far should I go? How much should I charge if we have to, you know, drive an extra 30 minutes? So we are going to answer your questions today that we have been seeing in a lot of cleaning groups. Yes. And if you follow our advice, it will immediately save you money, especially if you have Mm W-2s and you're paying mileage by Mm -hmm. clustering your clients together. And this should be done roughly every six months or so, because sometimes you take on clients and you're like, oh, I'll do it later. And then you should actually do an audit and then really start to focus on the mileage because you don't want a cleaning tech to drive you know, to have more than a 10 mile gap, hypothetically speaking. I know some of you in more rural areas, it's just not physically possible. Um, But 10 miles is the, is the, the realistic goal to try to achieve. And even in more condensed cities, 10 miles can be a lot, especially with bumper to bumper traffic. You don't want to pay however you're paying in between houses for extra time. If it takes 45 minutes to go 10 miles, right? So you want to have a workaround or cluster them together. So Kim, why don't you start and explain how you did it with your business and we'll kind of go from there. So obviously when you first start your cleaning business, you are anxious to death just to get any clients you can. So the number right, thing, you'll take anybody on. <laughs> anybody on. And the first rule of thumb for the boundary is your prices. And right. we have other pricing ones that we can connect you to. Um, and we can add it to the link, you know, just great basic up on pricing. But when you do your service areas, when I first started, you know, I was like, okay, well, I can go to this. And I live in a, I live in farmland. If anybody knows where I live and has been to my place, um, I can hear the planes come over and crop dust. Right. And that's so, always fun at midnight. <laughs> they do it early in the morning. Thank goodness. Do they? <laughs> yeah, but, it's always in the um, dark. <laughs> you know, it, and then you know, you know, you live in a country when you have tractors that are in front of you and they're going 10 miles an hour. Right. Um, but living in a rural area that I live in, I, I had to make sure that I really was careful. So when I was cleaning by myself solo, I would go and do my areas. Well, then I started getting people in like, all these different towns around me in each town. So like I would be maybe cleaning and I'll just get out my town there, cleaning in Windsor. And then I'll get, that takes me 20 minutes to drive there to Windsor. And then I would get another client that is in Loveland and that would take me another 20 minutes to get to. So it's like, how much drive time was I, you know, doing? And then I started getting clients in Boulder. Well, Boulder from my house was almost an hour. Right. Boulder's far. (laughs) Boulder's far. And so before I knew it, I was like bouncing around and 
I would get more clients, a little bit more clients in Windsor. So I had to start grouping like my Windsor ones and like Severance. So all ones like around my little town, I would group them. So, um, and I always tried to do my cleaning clients that were in my town to be last. So that way I'd be right there to come home. I wouldn't have to fight traffic. But as I grew, you know, they were all over the place still as I grew and I got, you know, employees because I went from the start. I didn't have 1099s. Um, I went, I think we talked about this. I saved up money, got my W-2s and it got expensive because when they arrived to the office, from the office to their jobs, you have to pay them in between jobs for drive time. And I know that's the law here. Um, and so it got really expensive because they would arrive and I'd be paying them to get their stuff together. And then they would get their stuff in the car and then they would drive to the first client and clean and be done. And then when they had to go to the next one and that's more drive time. And at that time I had pairs, I had teams because I, you know, obviously I was new and I didn't know any better. So not only was I paying one person, I was paying two people for drive time. So they were getting like 20 minutes of drive time, you know, Mm -hmm. 20, 30 minutes of drive time. And then they would go to Boulder and it just got way too expensive because I was paying two hours of drive time plus the time they're cleaning. So that's how I got started for me. And then I started realizing like, wow, this is really eating into my payroll. So that's when I knew stuff had to be changed. Right. And and a workaround for um, having to come to the office, because that's a traditional business model is to not have them come into the office. And the Mm -hmm. only time you see them is when it's payday. Um, And they can get their own kits and keep them in their car. And that way you're only paying from house drive time to house. And then you're eliminating the drop off and pick up of the kit. So that could literally be 30 minutes of your, of your pay. And if you have a team of 16, it adds up. So just something to think about. We won't get into all the technicalities of that. I'm just mentioning it out there for you guys who are listening today. Um, That's something to consider. And I did switch over doing that. So once I got, once I started growing and I started hitting, you know, right around, I want to say, man, I want to say right when I was like at 200 clients, Mm-hmm. That's when I started really like wanting to change to solo. And that's when I would have them keep the kits and their bags and stuff and the vacuum and they would keep it in their car and they would go to their first job and then they would hit the time clock at their first job. And that's when I eliminated them coming in and out of the office to save me that money. And let me tell you guys, I saw a huge difference in my mm-hmm. payroll doing that. You don't realize that. And when you group them together and you put them in solo, you will see how much money you guys have saved. Like, I guarantee it. Yes. And and it's it's really when you start to analyze and audit your books and can yep. start to compare and contrast, there's a huge difference because you have literally, there's two people, you know, coming and then going and then they're unloading and it's five or 10 minutes there and then they're cleaning mm-hmm. and then they have to load it back in. There's t- chatting away with the client on your dime. Yep. <laughs> then they're driving and then they're getting the second time. Oh, hi, how are you? Oh, yeah, chatting away some more. Can you imagine that, you guys? Can you imagine Mm-hmm. Being stuck in traffic. So we have Denver. Okay. Denver's a nightmare. It's, I don't care. We were driving Changed home from Ikea. <laughs> yeah. We were driving home from Ikea on Saturday and it was the afternoon and we were. I saw your videos. <laughs> More Ikea. I had to get my Ikea fix. Um, <laughs> and so we were stuck in traffic. So can you imagine paying two people? If you had two people in the car, can you imagine paying them to be stuck in traffic for over an hour? So really right. know where your space is because that's a lot of money that it's, can you can waste easily pocket. two hours a day per team 
if you're running twos or solos, and then it adds up. If you have, you know, five or 10 teams going out, that's a lot of money. You really need to audit that. And that's something to consider as you grow and scale. Um, And then Kim had mentioned service areas. You decide what your service areas are. Like we cover the whole state with my current business model, but there's certain parameters that extend past what that service area is. And we charge a trip charge. Like we, I'm located in Prescott and Prescott Valley. And then there's Dewey Humboldt, there's Chino Valley. And then if you go out even further, there's Seligman and Williams and Flag. So anything that's out of my immediate service area, we charge, I, you know, like Payson is really where a lot of elk is. Um, We charge a service charge and the normal going rate for a service charge and don't let people scoff at you is $75 each way within a certain amount of time. So if you can get to the location in an hour, then it's worth your time. Now, if you're going from like Prescott to Phoenix and it's an hour and a half, not worth your time to charge 75 bucks each way because you could stay in your service area and easily pick up a job for 150 bucks, $200 easy. Exactly. Exactly. And you're thinking $75, that is a lot of money. No, it's not. Each way. Let's do a (laughs) breakdown. Let's do a breakdown of that, you guys. So if you think about it, $75, yeah, we have to break it down because people don't, and you have to, and we're going to teach you to break, like, we're going to show you to breaking it down. So when you do explain this to your clients, they'll be like, Oh, right. Like bubble go off in your head. That's only five dollars is not a lot because you're covering mm-hmm. one for gas. Um, two, you're covering because I know with my employees, I still gave them, I paid them a like I still paid them a little bit of gas and they can write off the rest. Um, I don't know if you did that. I think you had did you have 10 you just had 10 in it, 29. No, I had W2s and we had we paid by the um we paid a lower wage. That's another okay. complicated issue. We yeah, that's a whole other but they got, they got a lower wage while they drove because yeah. the government gives you 58 or 68 cents a mile. And I did the math. I'm like, I'm just going to pay the lower wage. Yeah. <laughs> so, See, and so I you have 17 of them. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, it wasn't much, but I, sometimes I would, you know, like utilize it. But when you do that $75 and you break it down, you're having to pretty much you're paying for the employee's time for them driving there and then the money back. And so that's, that's why you need to charge your worth. And if it is out of your, have a service area. So know when you start your cleaning company, like get a map, print out a Google map or something. I know it sounds silly, but print it out and then like circle the area. So like make a circle and with a compass, there's Atlas guides too. I just saw one in Staples the other day. My kids are like, what are that? What's that? (laughs) And put it on your wall. And so you get familiar with your service area and then Mm -hmm. you can get a map. And if you have a website, you can actually get a map and you could put on where your service area is or write down where your service area is. Mm-hmm. And then you could say, hey, if you're out of us, our service area, we do charge $75 each way for uh, you know, a trip charge. And right. so have that area mapped out when you first start your cleaning company because and you'll be you desperate get- for jobs. Yes. And then if you get resistance for the trip charge, say, you know, I feel that my cleaning techs deserve to be paid for their time. Don't you? Question mark. <laughs> Boom. You're putting it towards your employees and how you're treating them. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. You know, and if they hear about you and they see your reviews, I mean, there was a couple people that we had to drive up to the mountains in Boulder, you know, and yeah. they, they really wanted our services because, you know, for that area at the time, I know it sounded weird, but there wasn't a whole lot of natural cleaning companies and we were one of the few and he was willing to pay it. And so it literally took us an hour and 10 minutes to get to his house and it was up in the mountains. And let me tell you, I'm at, oh my gosh. So I had my, 
at the time I had my Honda Pilot and it had four wheel <laughs> drive and it snowed and we're okay with the snow. You know, I'm used to driving in snow, so that's not an issue. So we were going, but his, his, on the, he's in the mountain, like he's literally in the mountains. So his driveway goes straight up and I'm like, oh. okay, well, we can't do that. It's too slippery, even with my four wheel drive. Well, there's another spot where you can go in to park. And then you have to climb. So we'd have to take all of our equipment and climb up the mountain, literally. So we're hiking up this little hill. So for those of you who are not watching this, she just described going down and over like at a curve. So on a mountain road, literally. Literally dirt, mountain road, and snow. So I want you to think probably about. She's bushwhacking it without, without the bushes. <laughs> I, got my, I got my stuff. Okay, bye. Um, I got my backpack. You know, we got our, our, not our backpack. We got our stuff. We got a vacuum we're trying to hold. And we're literally hiking in snow with our, with our Uggs. You know, I've got my Uggs on and I brought a change of shoes and we're trying to get up this mountain. And so we clean and everything. And so we're trying to back down. Well, my car, and again, my new four wheel drive. I love my Honda Pilots. My car started sliding down oh, this God. mountain. So here it is. And I'm trying to picture this guy, those of you, those of you who aren't watching. So it's like, it's part of the hill. And then at the end of the hill is literally the small little road and the drop off where the mountain right. is. So <laughs> I want you to, yeah, I, I think I peed, I think I actually peed myself a little bit as the car was sliding down the mountain. Like it was literally sliding down the hill. And then it was like, I came, I'm not joking you. I probably came within, I want to say six feet of going off the cliff. So Ooh, white knuckle. Was, <laughs> no, I don't. It wasn't just my white knuckling. I told you, I think I peed myself a little bit. And I think my employee did too. I was like, did you pee yourself a little bit? She goes, yeah, I think I did too. Oh my God, that's so scary. So scary. yeah, really know your service area. Um, don't send your employees. If you live in snow, don't send your employees up mountains um, if they don't have four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive because you are putting them at risk because it is right. scary. So really know your service area and what you want to do and what you're capable of doing. So if you feel like trekking through snow, go for it. We'll be back after a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. We um, have some mountain roads here, and then we have a lot of dirt roads because there's county and city. So basically, when I get an area that is newer or an area I haven't heard of, which is few and far between, but once in a while, um, I get one. I'm like, so is your road accessible by car? Yep. And then they're like, yeah, I go, how about a car with six inches of clearance? That will tell you everything you need to know. If your vehicle is going to make it like I have a Scion, a 2011 Scion, which is a work vehicle and it's lowered and I've never had it adjusted. So I, on blind faith, believed this gentleman who said I can make it. And this was a, a cemented driveway. So it, it pitched at 90 degrees, went down and then came back up. Oh, and man. there was a whole cul-de-sac there. Well, guess who got stuck down in the pitch oh, no. after he told me that I would clear it. So then I'm getting yelled at. I'm waiting for the tow trucks to come, which is embarrassing. I'm having clients um, that are not my clients, customers, never customers, 
um, neighbors, basically, is what I'm trying to reiterate, come out and start to yell at me because I'm blocking their driveway. God forbid there's an emergency. So there's this panic that's starting to happen because now the access road is being blocked and God forbid one of them have a heart attack. They're going to sue me. And I'm like, I'm starting to have anxiety, right? Did you pee yourself a little? (laughs) <laughs> no, I didn't pee myself, that, but I started to get red in the face because I don't have a good poker face. And um, there's situations like that. So you need to ask, you know, is it is your road accessible by car, especially if you don't have, not everyone has four-wheel drive. And even if yeah. they do, not everyone knows how to use four-wheel drive. So, and some of them are click on the tires and some of them you push the button. It just depends on what Those age. of you in the snow area. Like yeah, those of you in the snow areas that I'm talking about, you have to have stu- snow tires. Florida tire. people, just hang on. We'll talk about you guys in a minute. <laughs> But those are, um, that's a question that you can ask when you are trying to figure out if you're going to be able to access it. We have um, potato patch. There's no way I'm sending a girl out there and to potato patch because you have to turn at the yellow house and then remember to turn at the blue house because there's no street signs back there. Right. And then when you finally make it to the white house, you're like, there's three white houses. Which one is it? Because they don't have addresses on their buildings. (laughs) So you're like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, I'm here to clean. Are you the right one? You know, it's just this whole weird dynamic of cleaning in the country, right? <laughs> yeah. And those of you guys that are in Florida, you know, again, when tornadoes come in flood seasons, really know your area where it floods, you know, if it's going to mm-hmm. be raining and you guys are expecting flooding, you know, that area floods really good. Either call the customer ahead of time or know your service area. Do you really want to service that area that floods? Right. Um, Flash floods, no fun either. No. So knowing your service area, what you guys want to do, ask them. It's okay to ask them. Like I had to ask this guy questions, you know, about where his house was because it was out in the middle of nowhere. Um, uh, Another one too um, was just, you know, when you guys grow your home, start really just focusing on one area and you could slowly grow another area or make it on a separate day. So I always had certain days. I don't know about you, Shannon, but when I first, when I got started, I had certain days before I started adding employees, I started changing people around. So I'd say Windsor is my Wednesday's days. And Loveland would be my, you know, like Thursdays. And I would really plan all my houses in one day in the same town just to save money. Oh, totally. Clustering them together on the same day and then clustering them together in the same neighborhood um, is of the utmost importance. And also when you're doing homes that are far away from your service area, um, Mm -hmm. I, because of the remoteness of my area, I require that the client sends me a photograph of their driver's license. God forbid something happen. You know, it does happen occasionally in our industry. Unfortunately, um, we just, you have to take precautions. So, and if they are unwilling to give you that information, I would not consider doing business with them. Um, they need to show you who they are. And I've sent my driver's license over. I've had people go, I need to see your driver's license. And those are usually little old ladies who are 90 years old who don't want something bad to happen. And I totally get it. But it's only happened, I think, out of the thousands of homes we've serviced, maybe once or twice. Wow. But when you're going remote and you're covering areas, A, always make sure that someone knows where you are. And yeah. B, you have a copy of the driver's license and send that driver's license over to someone who can check on you. Um, And if you're out of the service area, at least they have that information. God forbid you come up missing four hours later or whatever. Um, You got stuck. Yeah, you know your area you're in. Yeah, because I live out, like, there's towns near me and it's like Timbuktu and I have no reception out there. Right. So just it's safety precautions. So if you're going to be there, let your boss know, you know, or like if you guys are just listening and you guys don't have, like you have a boss, let them know or have your employees let you know 
when they're going to be there. So that way it's just a whole safety issue. Right. And then most of the times, if they're remote, a lot of those people have landlines still, then you can call the office and say, Hey, I arrived. Yep. Right. Um, that's exactly. always an option. Or if they don't have, op- if they don't have a landline, then you can say, can you email my boss and let them know that I arrived? Cause I have no cell service. And that were, these are all workarounds to help yep. you um, in, in a moment of safety. Um, another, go ahead. I was going to say, and I've also asked too, because there was a few places I've also asked for the Wi-Fi password um, mm-hmm. for my clients' homes and my so did my employees, so they would have reception there. Right. And sometimes it doesn't work if there's a lot of trees, but at least you have a, a step Something. further along down the technology trail. Exactly. <laughs> so you can listen to a podcast or a book or listen something. To, listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um that's something to consider. So when you start to get um, more homes and you're starting to look at your expenditures and your biggest expenditure is going to be your payroll um, and your payroll taxes and your workman's comp, that's your largest yep. chunk that you're going to pay out. Um, you really need to start to automize and audit your clients. Yep. So um, if you have one client here, I'm just going to use my neighborhood because I'm familiar with it in, um, in, in Prescott Valley. And then you have another client in Seligman, it's 70 miles, right? So I would consider maybe farming that client off to somebody else if it's more than a one-time cleaning. If you have time on your schedule to do a one-time cleaning and you want to charge a premium, by all means, bless you and do it. Just don't service that area because you will never pick up a second client in Seligman. It's a it's a train town. Literally, there's a train that goes through three times a week. The There's a main general store, which is the post office. And it's a hardware store where too. This is at. I can't <laughs> this where is this like And then, so then that's, it's a one for all. And then there's a couple gas stations and I think there's four restaurants in town. And then the rest are rural houses that are either um, well water in or they um, have containers. So it's, you have to, you know, is this economically feasible for me? I had someone call me the other day to service Paulden and I don't have a regular person out there any longer. She moved back down South. and. Um, I'm like, I'm happy to arrange to have someone come out and do a one-time cleaning, but we can't service you regularly. It's just- How far is it from Prescott? Holden is- um, I know where it's at. I know where it's at, but I couldn't remember. Actually, I have a friend that lives up there. Right. Yeah, because I have a friend that lives up there. Right. And there's actually a huge water line out there. They have a aquifer that they've been trying to do. It's very complicated. But um, it's it's 45 minutes each direction and it's dangerous. The road has got head-on collisions on it all the time. It's not something I want someone to travel with regularly um, because people will try to pass on illegal passing. They're speeding. It's a 45 mile an hour like highway and people pass at like 90. And then, oh. you know, it's just, it's you just want your on the highway. You want to be safe. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's just not economically feasible. And so we just, we offer it, but we won't do it regularly. So clustering your homes together is really important. So you want to try to look at your houses and your addresses and look for the same zip code. Now, if you live in an area that has large zip code areas, narrow it down to neighborhood. Yep. And then what's what part of the town it is? Tell them what you tell the client what they're going to get. And it has to be that I agree to, you know, this because some people are like, I need to have my house serviced on a Friday. Well, monthlies don't get serviced on Fridays. Monthlies yeah. get serviced on a Monday or a Tuesday, bi-weeklies or Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And weeklies are usually Thursdays and Fridays because they have guests coming over and you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's something to consider when you're starting to cluster all your clients together and you yeah. decide not the client. And if they say, this isn't going to work out for me, then say, I'm really sorry. I'd love to be able to accommodate you, but I, you know, that maybe there's a work, a work around, but 
it's just yeah, not going to don't, don't bend you. on it. Don't bend on you. Cause, because when they start telling you what days they like, they say, well, I can only have Fridays. Well, Fridays aren't going to work for you because you're not in her, their service area. Don't work around right. them. You guys like, unless they are, it's just because once they start telling you that, then they're going to start telling you other things. And then you'll start seeing the oh, yeah. flags come up. Um, you know, and what <laughs> if I do, they're demanding right off the bat, then that's a red flag to me. <laughs> yep. And so what I've been, what I've been doing is I'll be like, so I'll tell them about the cleaning and stuff like that before they even get a chance to tell me what day I was like, um, we're going to, we service your area. This is my words. We service your area on this day. So this is the day that your cleaning would be. And that's how I present it to them. Right. So, exactly. Um, before they even get a chance to remotely even ask for a day, I already let them know that that's our service day in your area. So don't be afraid to let them know that you guys, because it's going to save you money back in your pocket. So, right. And, and you're here to create a legacy that you either gift to your family or that you want to sell. And the only way to do that is to make money off each and every job. Exactly. So I think that's it for today. We just wanted to talk a little bit about service areas and um, just how to cluster your homes. And we're just telling you right now, if you guys do this, you're going to see a difference in your money. You guys are going to be saving a lot of money. Oh, easily. Um, $1,500, $2,000 right off the bat. Yep. I can guarantee it. And I saw it. Once I started doing that, I saw the money and turned around and got a Subaru Ascent. And Subarus are awesome. <laughs> I needed a Subaru after my, after my four wheel drive pilot failed me and I went down the cliff. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, made it. I'm not hammering on my, I'm not hammering on pilots. I love pilots. Just, you know, so scary but. moments, scary moments for sure. Well, thanks for tuning in everyone. We look forward to speaking with you next week. And we do have a special guest next week. I'm excited. Ooh, yes. So I'm very, she's very a clean influencer, right? From what I remember. You yeah. She's a cleaning influencer. She's super beyond sweet. Um, she has a huge following, which I'm so thankful um, and she just loves doing videos and showing people cleaning stuff. Um, so I'm excited to have her next week. So make sure you guys are subscribing and you're downloading and that you guys can follow us. Be, for, be sure to share um, our links when we post them. Be sure to share them everywhere to all the cleaning groups as you can. We want to get our word out that we want to be able to help people. So definitely, definitely, right. definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. you guys. We look forward to your questions. Take care. Bye. Cleaning Business Life is sponsored by Pure Evergreen Cleaning Products. That's P-U-R-E-V-E-R-G-R-E-E-N.com. Pure Evergreen Cleaning Products.